Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Watching on television, no animals were harmed in the making of that open. It's Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Jay will be back a little bit later in the week. He is celebrating well, being a father for the second time. Keyshawn's taking a wait-and-see mode on that. In his stead, it's great to have Chris Canty. It's great to be joined by a couple of Super Bowl champions this morning, and it's great to have you here as well. It's been a while. I promise one time when I say Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Zubin, the three of us will actually be here. Not exactly sure when that's going to be. Two-thirds of it is here. Jay was in for both of us last week. And Key, um, I mentioned this earlier, um, you've been in the spotlight your entire life, so when amazing things happen and you hoist the Lombardi Trophy, you get picked first overall, and you're a member of the Pac-12 All-Century team. Everyone knows about it. And when we all suffer the triumphs in life that are counteracted by some of the tragedies in life, uh, people tend to know about that, too, because you've lived your life as a public figure uh, almost your entire life. So I just wanted to ha- let you have the floor here to discuss the, the passing of your beloved daughter that many people I know saw, read about, and reached out to you about. And as we consider this our family, our KJZ community, I know a lot of people have been wondering how you've been. I'm at the front of the line there. So I just want to kind of give you that opportunity to, to speak to everybody. I, I, I guess I've been as good as you can be, right, in, uh, given the circumstances. Um, I mean, I still have a, a, a major hole in my stomach. I don't know what, what stomach surgery feels like, but I can tell you it's not a good feeling, that's for sure. Um, you know, a 25, losing a, a, a such a young 25-year-old uh, who was my daughter at such a young age and a beautiful life, I certainly uh, have kept me up, you know, um, it's just it it it's I don't even know what to what to start at though Zubin it's 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 just it's one of those deals where I'm sure over time I'll get better you know one of the things that for me was being able to come in to work uh, after a couple of weeks of being off so I could start the you know uh, the healing the grieving the process to hear different voices see different people kind of try and get my life back to some sort of normalcy because, you know, just sitting around every single day was driving me crazy. Um, So I wanted to have some sort of outlet to kind of get my mind at times off of the situation. Uh, It's just, you know, it's devastating. I would would never uh, wish this on anybody to feel this way. I mean, it, it is the the worst feeling that you could ever have. It's different, you know. I've lost my mom, and I lost a brother and a grandmother. That, that those things are a little bit different when you lose a child. Um, it's it's different. Like there, you you're not supposed to bury your daughter. You're not supposed to lose your child. And in this situation, for me. The only thing I can do is uh, continue to, to support the rest of my family, support each other, um, be around, you know, you guys, Canty, people that, that, I, that I know that I can bounce things off of. It's a, uh, man, it's crazy. That's all I can tell you. It's, it, especially because I knew her, and it's my daughter. So I knew her. I knew everything about her. And she's my firstborn. Mm. She was there with me at the draft. She was in New York City living. And so it's 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 a it's a different 
it's just a different feel, man. It's it's one of those deals where you just you try to find the answers to the whys, uh, why me, what happened, why did this go this way, and you never you're never going to get those answers. You just you you'll never get them. And and I'm a big enough individual, mature enough to understand that in life. Sometimes you call, people are called for different reasons. Um, and she was called for, for whatever reason it was. I'll never know. Um, and when I think back on her 25 years of life, I got to think about all of the positive things. I don't focus in on the negative at all. I focus in on the positive stuff. And, you know, my family, as I said before, my nephew, myself, and the rest of my family, uh, we're putting the foundation together so that other parents that have kids that may have some issues along the way, they'll be able to get the support that they need so that they don't feel the way that I'm feeling right now. Uh, so those are the sort of things that I'm looking forward to doing really, to be honest with you. Um, I think that that is, is, is something that she would want me to do want my wife to do, want my brothers and sisters to do. And so we're going to do it. But she's she's dearly missed. I I got yes, my tattoo. Tell us about that. She's etched I, in you. Yeah, I got the tattoo on my forearm. Spent about eight hours of allowing them to do it. Uh, I'm going to get more. I'm going to get more on my sleeve. Um, so she can always be there with me, no matter what the case may be. And so I can't wait to get the rest of them. I, I was joking with – I was joking with uh, – some friends of mine, when I was getting a tattoo, I told because I don't have I have tats on my chest that you can't see, but you can see you'll be able to see the sleeves. And I was joking with my friends. I said, "Now I could be one of them fake ass rappers or something, <laughs> you know, with a whole bunch of tats all over my body. I could think that I'm hard now." It's one of those things where I know you know. Uh, first thing that I take you inside, you know, Chris walked in. First thing Chris said was, "Hey, haven't yeah. seen you." Yeah, I hadn't, seen, I hadn't seen you since your daughter passed, and I offer my condolences to you. And I, I can't even pretend to imagine how you're feeling right now, but I just want you to know that I'm here for oh, you. Yeah. The KJZ family has been here for you. Everybody on the team has been keeping you in our thoughts and prayers. And I just, you know, however you have to, you know, go through this process, we're here for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. But what I would say to you is you don't want this feeling. You don't want it because it's not a good feeling. It's just – it's just not. And, I, you know, I, I tend to, you know, I have my moments. You know, I have my moments. I'm, I'm human. You know, I have my moments where I don't want to be bothered. I want to be left alone and, and just, you know, I have my moments. But, but you know, as I, as I said to her, um, you know, during, the, during her funeral, and I was talking to her, I let her know that I feel like I've wanted everything in life, and I'm going to win at this too. That's interesting you say that because just to put the last bow on this from your perspective, and that is when I meet ultra successful people and I would equate myself closer to a lot of the listeners, right? I didn't play at the level that you guys did. I wasn't in the 1%. I'm just lucky enough to do this for a living. So when I get to brush shoulders with a couple Super Bowl champions, guys that have been there, done that, oftentimes what people want to do, and I see this with a lot of successful people in a lot of endeavors, including sports, the person coming up to you wants to know everything about you. How did you do it? What kind of sacrifices did you make? What was your driving force? Oftentimes what I find though is you guys are more interested in the fact that 
yeah, I'm Keyshawn Johnson. I did this, 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 and that. Now, at the age of 48, I'm more content watching her do anything. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. That's amazing. You've accomplished a million things, things that most people will never even think about doing, but you would trade all of that to see her succeed. That's Absolutely. the parent-kid relationship across all cultural lines, no matter how blurred and divided we are. Just watching her succeed, giving you the satisfaction of hoisting Lombardi or whatever you did that you think was amazing and you'll always be known for. Hey, aren't you the guy that? (laughs) Watching her do something in her private life that somebody else may not see, but that wells you up with pride as a dad. That's That's the stuff. But that's, Zubin, that's why you, all those tears and sweat in the summer days and lifting all those weights, that's what you do it for. You do it so you can watch your kids grow and Mm -hmm. be able to do things. You know, having my daughter at 12, 12, I think she was 12 and a half, 13 years old, go to France and live with a family that I hadn't, who's these people, you know, but it was school. It was an international exchange student to learn to speak French fluently Mm -hmm. as she learned in a year to speak French fluently in a year. She had to go live in France with a family that, that I had. No, when their mom first brought it to me, I'm like, huh? You know, first thing <laughs> yeah. I said, Man, you know, I went into a whole thing. Then I had to sit down, talk to the teacher, talk to the principal, talk to all the people. And they're like, hey, this is what we do. I'm like, oh, okay. She wanted to do it, allowed her to do it. She traveled so many, you know, as we were putting her um, obituary together, I'm like, damn, when did she go to Japan? And I had to think. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. She went to Japan with me twice. And I'm like, well, when did she go to Italy? Oh, that's right. She went to Italy. When, when did she do, you know, so many different countries, man, and places? It was just, it was, it was mind-boggling, but it was also satisfying knowing that I could put her in that position to be able to do those sort of things. Well said. If uh, Maya would say, parlez-vous français, but I'm going to have to do this in English. This no, is she Keyshawn. wouldn't say it like that. <laughs> she, said, she would say, parlez-vous français, to we and some more stuff, and bam, I mean, it would be... <laughs> oh, yeah. It, it, one more story, though. Good. So we... we uh, this was... Hmm, I don't know, man. This was probably 10 years ago. No, it wasn't 10. It was eight years ago. We're at a restaurant eating. And we're talking normal, you know. And there was some French people sitting over there. Ooh. <laughs> they got to talking and didn't know that the she. She French. Woo. That's a whole nother story. That's a, hey, look, that story that I'm going to tell you is going to be off air because you can't get the rest of it. Put it this way. They eventually had to leave the table. That's all I'm going to say. Gotcha. In that case, Paris was not for lovers. That's for sure. But I'm going to have to say this in English. This is Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin coming to you live from above the Heineken River deck at Pier 17. And if you're an unofficial fan of the program, you kind of know that actually does make it official when that gets uttered. Okay. Uttering from Joe Douglas. He didn't have to say it. He just meant it. He essentially picked, let's be honest, he picked Zach Wilson over Sam Darnold, right? After what happened to each guy. That's what we think. That's what we think, right? Let's connect the dots with Darnold being moved to Carolina and the Jets in pole position to draft Zach Wilson. So Zach Wilson a year ago, look, I, I think if you're a casual college football fan, just one year ago, you didn't know who Zach Wilson was. And now people are saying he might be more pro ready 
than Trevor Lawrence, who you knew because of that mane, because of that hair, back when he was in high school. Among the people leading that charge, Randy Mueller, former NFL executive, most notably with the Saints. He was the NFL executive of the year 21 years ago. And he is now aboard the train that Zach Wilson might be more NFL ready than Trevor Lawrence. No wonder Joe Douglas did what he did. I just think he's further along in a pro scheme of development. He's going to throw people open. He throws a lot of balls that that I think Trevor Lawrence will be able to throw and physically can throw in that system at Clemson. He just hasn't been forced to make those. So I just see a little more instinctive, uh, ready to go right now in, in Zach Wilson. But I also think Trevor Lawrence has more upside, like I said, because of the physical uh, skill set. What do you make of it? You know, I, I, I sit back and I'm, and I'm thinking to myself, I don't want to call Zach Wilson a one-year wonder, nor do I want to call him a T-shirt All-American. <laughs> but when I watch guys throw in shorts and T-shirts without Chris Canteen chasing them down, without somebody wearing a 90 number coming and breathing down their neck, without a shutdown corner on an island or a linebacker blitzing through the A-gap, it all looks good. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really does. Mm-hmm. And I look at the competition, and I don't take competition away from anybody because you play who you play and the guys are in front of you or in front of you. But if I'm playing against Air Force every week in Colorado State, mm-hmm. you best to believe when I got 27-year-old wide receivers against 18-year-old corners, I'm going to be able to throw them open. Right. Utah went off the schedule. Coastal Carolina came onto the schedule. And that didn't end well for BYU. And it didn't end well for them. And I get it. I'm not evaluating the team. I'm evaluating the individual and the prospect. And I think he could be uh, successful. It's just hard for me. It's hard for me to find a one-year guy that all of a sudden shoots up a draft board turn into anything. It's hard to find that. So what makes Randy Mueller or anybody else for that matter think that he's the guy? Because if you think about Chris, quarterbacks in this league, you may be able to do it with a defensive player, maybe a wide receiver, but a quarterback. When have you seen a quarterback shoot up like this after one successful season and throwing the ball in shorts all over the place 10 years from now, you're talking about him after one full football season. It, it, doesn't, hap- it I, doesn't happen often. I can't find that guy. It doesn't, it doesn't happen I often. I can't find him. No, and to your point, I, I, I look at the comparison between Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson, and I don't see anything that Zach Wilson is, is better at doing on a football field than Trevor Lawrence. Like, with all respect to Randy Mueller, his football acumen, just some of the things that Zach Wilson was doing against lesser competition, some of the playmaking that you said – Key, you talked about the disparity in age in terms of his teammates and the competition that they're going against. Like, there are advantages that Zach Wilson had to showcase his talents. With Trevor Lawrence, I mean, he's playing against guys that are going to be playing on on Sundays. So he's playing against NFL-caliber competition, and you can see the talent shine through. I remember his second game during his freshman year down in College Station, Texas A&M, hostile environment against a ranked opponent. The kid comes in and and replaces Kelly Bryant and throws a 60-yard bomb to T. Higgins. And from that moment, you kind of knew, this dude is different. Like, we've seen it since he stepped foot 
on a college football field. You're talking about a player as a high schooler in Georgia smashed all of Deshaun Watson's high school records. Trevor Lawrence has been a special, special talent at the quarterback position. There's a reason why all these draft analysts are comparing him to Andrew Luck and John Elway and calling him a generational talent. I don't think Zach Wilson is on that level. Can Zach Wilson be a good pro? Sure he can, in the right system with the right pieces around him. But Trevor Lawrence is the kind of prospect that brought Urban Meyer out of retirement to come coach in the National Football League. And I think Zach Wilson, in, in as well as Trevor Lawrence and these other young quarterbacks, it's all about the timing and the system, like Canty was saying, that you put in. Um, if he's put in the right place, let's assume it's the Jets. If, if the Jets are doing the right thing and surrounding him with the right talent – and calling the right plays, and doing all of the right things so he can be successful as he grows as a quarterback, then I think they'll have something. But if they don't, in three years from now, we're sitting here, and we're asking ourselves, what should the Jets do at three? Mm -hmm. You know, now what, right? You passed on Sam Darnold because you felt like, not only from an economic standpoint, you can get better in the future, but you also felt like Zach Wilson, which I don't think so, is a better quarterback than Sam Darnold, who's had three years of quarterback experience at the pro level versus a guy who's playing, again, against Colorado State, UNLV, Nevada Arena. Like, you can't tell me that. You can't tell me he's better than him right now, today. And if you're expecting to win – in New York City within the next two seasons or so, then I certainly wouldn't think you would go get a young quarterback like that and put him underneath the center. You're drafting him potentially number two overall. Number two overall quarterbacks don't sit on the bench. They get pushed in right now today. They don't sit and wait and, and, and wait around. This isn't the old NFL where a guy sits and waits his turn. When you're selected high like that, you're pushed in. I can go a step further. When you look at it, and I said this months ago, outside of Eli Manning and Peyton Manning, top five quarterbacks that are picked in the top five, what have they done? Mm-hmm. Where, where, are you, where are you winning at? You win some games like Andrew Luck did for the Indianapolis Colts. You may go to a playoff game. But did it change that franchise like Peyton Manning did? No. Transformational. No. No. Matt Ryan hit a moment, but you're right, right? I mean. No. Yeah. So, but but what do I know? I'm just a talking head on radio and television. Let's take some calls, hear some of those voices on radio and television. We're asking this morning. We all know it's going to be one, two, three at the top quarterbacks. Maybe the Falcons make it four. But what happens in the middle or the bottom of the first round with a lot of teams that have an opportunity to take a quarterback? Let's hear from you. Stump in New York. You're on ESPN Radio. Team in the middle, bottom of the first round, that could be QB Colin. Hey, how you doing? Uh, um, Key, uh, sorry for your loss, man. You've been a great person all your life. Appreciate um, it. Uh, I think we should get down with the NFL uh, PA um, and change, help change the culture. And uh, also, I wanted to see if we can, with, with the Chicago Bears, and the Pittsburgh Steelers, they predicated everything on defense. And now I was thinking that if you, if you get your defense together, then you can just get a game manager. So I don't necessarily think you need a, a quarterback. If you, get, if, you put, if you get the defense together and you fear the other opposing 
team's quarterback, I think you, you have a better chance to win it. Indeed. Bears pick 20, Steelers at 24. And next time DeMora Smith is on, we'll make sure we ask your PA question for Key. James is in Florida. You're on ESPN Radio. Mid, late round, first round team. That could be QB hunting. Yeah, good morning, fellas. And uh, thank you for taking the call. Uh, same key prayers to you and the family and, and Z to you as well as your lifestyle changes. But uh, um, as a lifetime Cowboys fan, I'm certainly a Steelers hater. Um, but I think this might be the chance for them to uh, get Ben's replacement late in the first round and maybe go after uh, Kyle Trask from UL. I mean, that kid, he spins it really well, and I think sitting a year behind Ben could be a good move for the Steelers and, and Mike Tomlin. I, I think, you know, drafting a quarterback for them certainly um, could be desirable. But what is Dwayne Haskins? What What is Dwayne Haskins? Dwayne Haskins is a guy who just got drafted a year ago or two years ago mm-hmm. in the first round. So you have a first-round quarterback sitting right there. If Dwayne Haskins was coming out in this draft, he'd be a first-round quarterback. So you you got to see what you have with him in minicamp, uh, training camp, OTAs, right? you gotta, yep. you got to see what that is. And, and I think that is kind of what the Steelers might be thinking. I think that's what they're thinking. He had some off-the-field issues or whatever it may have been, but him and Mike Tomlin say, share the same agent. Mm-hmm. And so he has intel from that standpoint. Mm-hmm. So now it's like, okay, well, we got a guy right here that we think could potentially be the heir apparent if he puts his head in the books. That was one of his things – in Washington is he wasn't a big studier of mm-hmm. football, but that could change. Your environment could change a lot of things for you when you make a move. And there's a stark contrast between the culture, the environment with the Washington football team and versus the Pittsburgh, being Steelers. the Pittsburgh Steelers. And then Dwayne Haskins is from the DMV. So sometimes being at home can be more of a curse than a gift. So you're hoping that that change in the environment is going to do him some good. But for the Pittsburgh Steelers as an organization, like they realize with their succession plan at quarterback, Whatever prospect that they have, whatever guy that they have waiting in the wings, is probably going to have more warts than those other teams that are taking guys in the top half of the first round. So it's going to have to be a developmental process in order to get to a guy that can be under center for them for the next decade. But Dwayne Haskins is an option. I think that's what Mike Tomlin and Kevin Colbert had in mind when they picked him up late last year. Indeed. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests are on the Goodyear hotline. We're also brought to you by Mako. Tax refunds are great for fresh starts, especially in 2021. Refresh your ride with your refunded Mako and make this year one you'll always remember. Head to Mako.com to get a free estimate today. Uh Uh-oh, better get Mako. On the way, a former beloved Seahawks quarterback and Hall of Famer weighs in on the current future Hall of Fame beloved Seattle quarterback. And he said there will be no love loss when it's over why does he think wilson and seattle are headed for splitsville the answer after key has this from indeed regular job sites could take days to find the right candidate with indeed it takes seconds thanks to indeed instant match in search of millions of resumes in indeed's database and instantly finds you up to 20 people whose resume match your job criteria want to narrow the list even further 
add an Indeed skill test to see a candidate's skill that go beyond their resume. Maybe that's why Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined, according to Talentness. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. Today is the NHL trade deadline, but the Boston Bruins already made one of the biggest breaking moves of the week, acquiring former Hart Trophy winner Taylor Hall. Breaking Moves is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. Build your winning team today. Go to linkedin.com slash sports. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. And those words, courtesy of Carlos Dunlap, who recently re-signed with Seattle, and those words from Dunlap saying, when I came back and put pen to paper, I asked Russ, are you going to be here? And Wilson said, yeah, I'm going to be here. Those are the words of Dunlap. These words, Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Home Insurance. Get your quote at Progressive.com today. There's always two sides to every story, and this Russell Wilson story is juicy and fascinating. For more on that, we bring in Warren Moon, former Seahawks quarterback. Chris Berman made sure I mentioned that he's a five-time Grey Cup champion. That, of course, has to get in as well. Uh, Warren, it's great to have you here this morning. I want to start with, you know, look, Dunlap has essentially said Russell Wilson gave the seal of approval, saying I'm not going anywhere. But some of the comments I've heard you make, and you're close to the organization, you're not so sure. Why? Well, I think he's going to be there this year. There's no question. I, I think if you look at his contract and how that would affect the uh, the Seahawks salary cap this year if they were to trade him or, or somehow move him off the team. Uh, they take a pretty big uh, cap hit this year. And who do you get in return? Who's your quarterback in return if you do uh, trade him somewhere else? So 
he he is probably going to be there this year, no question about it. I'm just saying down the road, I don't know how this thing is going to end because we've seen a lot of great quarterbacks over the years leave organizations, whether it's Joe Montana after winning four Super Bowls or you can look at Tom Brady who went 20 years in New England, but he still had to leave the Patriots at some point because things just didn't end well. So I see kind of the same thing happening here, but you can start to see the squabbling start right now just because of of uh, the contract and, and then him not being happy with a lot of things that have been done by the organization. Guys that stay in an organization 10 years or more, they usually don't finish their career in that place. So we're looking at Aaron Rodgers possibly being the same way in the next couple of years, and Russell Wilson, I think, could be at the same same position. Warren, we, we saw Russell Wilson come into this league eight years ago or so and, and just happy to be here, right? How has things changed with him, and why has things changed with him in his approach to the way he's handling things nowadays? Well, I think he's just a more confident player. I think he understands um, what he what he needs to be successful uh, on the team. I think there's certain things that he's uh, unhappy with as far as how they've put money into offensive line over the years or even though they have put money into the offensive line, they just have made mistakes at that position, and they, they just haven't worked out. I mean, you, you see Dwayne Brown that's there right now at their left tackle. He's done very, very well for them at left tackle. But um, Michael Potty, they brought him in a couple of years ago, a four-time pro bowler at left guard, and, and he was hurt most of the time that he was here, so now he's retired. So that didn't work out. So there's been people that they've tried to bring in on that offensive line to make it better, just hasn't worked out. They've they've drafted a couple of guys in the first round, um, um, and those haven't worked out in some instances. And then there's some guys that they've drafted a little bit lower that have worked out. So there's a lot of reasons why a quarterback gets hit. There's a lot of reasons why a quarterback gets sacked a lot, and some of it has to do with the offensive line. Some of it has to do with the structure of the offense, and and some of it has to do with the quarterback. The quarterback's got to do a better job of getting the ball out of his hands and not taking sacks and, and not holding on to the ball too long. So all those things have a place in uh, having a very successful offense. Warren, at this point, what can be done to salvage the long-term relationship between Russell Wilson and the Seahawks organization? Win, win a Super Bowl. <laughs> I think that's going to do it. I think, um, again, this offseason they've put some development into their offensive line. Uh, they went out, I think, and, and uh, traded for um, uh, what's the kid from the Raiders, Gabe? Gabe Jackson. Um, Gabe, yeah, from Gabe Jackson from the Raiders, and he's a very, very good player. So they're going to put him in that left guard spot where Mikey Potty was, where he retired next to Dwayne Brown. That gives you a very solid left side of the offensive line. I think they have a couple of guys on the right side that are young, but they feel like they're going to be good players. So they're trying to do what they need to do. They brought in a nice tight end from the Rams. Um, the, the Seahawks have always tried to develop. They've always tried to improve their roster every year. John Snyder does a great job as a general manager, and so does uh, Pete Carroll as coach. But um, the ultimate around here is you got to win a Super Bowl because they're used to going to Super Bowls. You know, They went to two, they won one, and they're always somewhere around it. So I think the thing that's going to make Russell happy, the thing that's going to make the Seahawks happy is, is winning another Super Bowl. If they don't win another Super Bowl this year, is there a landing spot next season that you see Russell Wilson a great fit for? 
right now I don't see that spot because everything changes in this league so much. You know, I don't know what teams are going to do coming with this draft with all these quarterbacks in this draft. And there have been some quarterbacks that have moved around um, uh, like Matt Stafford going to the Rams and, and, and different players. So you just don't know until this season is over and, and see what teams need what. But uh, like I said in the first part of this interview, most great players don't stay with their one organization their whole career. Uh, there have been those guys that have. You look at Dan Marino or you look at a John Elway, but, like I, but I gave the example of a Joe Montana, one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play the game. He got moved because they had somebody in place to take his spot and Steve Young behind him, and, and, and it just happened. So um, I would love to see Russell finish his whole career in Seattle. This guy is a, a fixture here. He's a mainstay. He, he's been part of this organization since Pete Carroll came in, and he's had a lot of success here. So you'd love to see him finish his career here, but most of the time that does not happen. And when you start to see these squabbles happen, you know, 10 years or 9, 10 years into your career, that's when you probably start to see the writing on the wall. When do you think, before we let you go, Warren, when do you think the Pete Carroll honeymoon starts to kind of unravel to a degree? Well, Pete, he's pretty pretty successful here because, again, they continue to keep – rebuilding this roster they, they they keep young guys in here and pete is a coach that's really good with young guys as far as how he coaches how he inspires uh he can get guys to play at, an, at another level and i think they have a really good roster coming in this year with what they've done in the off season. but uh, you've got to have that continuity with the quarterback and, and with their they have a new offensive coordinator who came in from the rams who i think is going to be good for them um and then injuries, you know, always play a part in whether you're going to be successful or not. But if you if you go with what they have on paper right now, I think this is going to be a very competitive team. But this is a very competitive division. You know, it's going to be one of the toughest divisions in football with the 49ers coming back with all their players healthy. Uh, they'll have a quarterback hopefully healthy this year in Jimmy Garoppolo. I think the Rams have gotten better because of Matthew Stafford, even though they did lose some things on defense. And I think the Cardinals are going to be better this year. So it's going to be a very competitive division. But I think the Seahawks are going to be right there when it's all said and done. Yep, Warren, as you well know, we got to let you go. The first thing Wilson's going to have to do when they get together in the offseason program is apologize to his offensive line. It might be true, but he said some things this offseason that are not going to sit well for the guys protecting him. It should be an interesting ride. Really appreciate the perspective from the Hall of Famer. Warren, thank you. Thanks a lot. Thank you, guys. Have a great day. You too. Still to come, a full quarter of the league, eight teams could select quarterbacks in the first round. And get this, not one of them could be named Jacksonville, the Jets, the 49ers, or the Falcons. How could that be the case? We'll tell you next. It's real or not real. KJZ on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Trey Lance, to me, he's big, he's physical, he's strong. Third and 23 for North Dakota State. He's mobile, extends plays. Lance on the move. Trey Day again, touchdown. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Go next. Let's go now. Shout out to DMX, the late great rapper dying at the age of 50. And he'll take us through this particular segment. Keyshawn J. Wills, you've been presented by Progressive Insurance. Quick note from Diana Rossini, the NFL insider who joined us in our number one. The Browns are in talks with Jadavion Clowney, per her sources. They're hoping to get a deal done soon. Diana was told, quote, it's not done yet. So we'll keep an eye on that. The Browns actually picked 26th in the draft. They don't really need a quarterback. I think Baker has certainly turned the quarter, according to most. So I mentioned before the break, a full quarter of the league, fellas, full quarter of the league could draft, has the opportunity to draft a quarterback in the first round. And we're not talking about the top of the draft like Jacksonville, the Jets, the 49ers, and Falcons who could all go QB. I'm talking middle of the first round all the way down. So let's go real or not real. Real or not real that these teams will actually pull the trigger and do it. We'd love to hear your thoughts as well. 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Who among these teams will pull the trigger and grab their quarterback of the future. Let's start at number 14 key, real or not real. The Vikings will do it at 14. I think the Vikings will. I think it's real. I think the Vikings will look to get a quarterback. Yeah, they're going to be locked in the Kirk Cousins contract for this upcoming season, but the year after that, they could save $35 million if they move on from him. So, yeah, if there's an opportunity that's available to Mike Zimmer and company, they're going to take a quarterback. Let's just hope it's not like that time in 2003 where the Vikings failed to make a pick. Do you remember that one? I do remember that. It's yeah. as embarrassing as it gets. Yeah. Right behind him, the Pats at 15. Key Belichick's never drafted a quarterback in the first round. Not real. Not real at all. I don't think that he values quarterbacks that high. Yeah, I don't see them being in striking distance to get one of the quarterbacks that could make a difference in the short term. So I think that this is probably one of those situations where they'll look to later rounds. They're not going to draft a guy in the first. Chris, I want to start with you on this one because he has a higher opinion of this guy than most do. But this is intriguing, and this is a guy that's never been satisfied with his quarterback. Number 17, John Gruden and the Las Vegas Raiders. No, they're not taking the quarterback in the first round. They need to address the defensive side of the ball. I mean, Derek Carr had a top 10 passer rating and a top 10 offense. So I think he's a quarterback that you can win with. You just got to shore up that defense. See, there you go. It's exactly what he said in the first hour. It's exactly what he said in the first hour. At 19, this team, I mean, think about it. They've had six quarterbacks, guys, start games in the last two years. Six different signal callers in the last two years. We're talking about the Washington football team at 19. They should take one at 19, then again at 52 and 65 <laughs> if they got it. They need to find themselves a quarterback of the future. Yeah, they got to do something at the quarterback spot. I know that's a team that's built on their defense, but Ryan Fitzpatrick is not a guy that – 
I feel like is going to get them to where they want to be. In order to capitalize on that defense, they got to find a difference maker, and he's not on their roster right now, so they should draft a quarterback. Washington did win three Super Bowls with three different quarterbacks, though not all drafted in the same draft. Right behind him at number 20, the team forever in search, the Bears. Chicago needs to get a quarterback. Andy Dalton is, a, is, a, is a basically a bridge guy. They certainly need to get young at the position. Whether or not, whether or not Ryan Pace and, and Matt Nagy is there for the future, they need to draft a quarterback for whoever's going to be the head coach and general manager of the future. Yeah, a few weeks ago when their Twitter account put out that Andy Dalton was QB1, I thought somebody had hacked their Twitter account <laughs> and was joking about it. But, I mean, Andy Dalton is not your guy. Nick Foles is not your guy. Like, they got to get a quarterback in there and take advantage of having that really good defense. Key, right now the guy in Pittsburgh is Ben Roethlisberger. Operative words for now at number 24, real or not real, they got to get somebody. Not real. Not real. Not real. I think they do have to get somebody, but is that something? Somebody already on their roster. Dwayne Haskins is there. He was just a first-round pick two years ago. Okay, he going away from Washington, getting there with Mike Tomlin in a different organization certainly could get him back on track. Why not explore that? Because if he was think about it, if he was coming out in the draft this year, he'd be a first-round prospect. He'd be a first-round. Pro- he'd be right up there with all the rest of the quarterbacks. Quarterback is a need, but I don't think it's their most pressing need. They got to figure out what's going on with that group up front. That offensive line got really old really quick. It's hard to have good quarterback play when the offensive line doesn't let that guy stay upright. So, to me, I I don't think they should go quarterback with their first-round pick. They should go offensive line. New Orleans is at 28, but, Key, you told me yesterday that uh, you have some intel that tells you a guy that was formerly picked number one overall that's currently on their roster might make this question a moot point for the Saints. Oh, he is, and that's Jameis Winston. They're not going to take a quarterback in this year's draft. They got two guys. They got Jameis and they got Taysom, and they're satisfied with both of them. They're not going to take a guy in the first round when Jameis Winston is better than all these quarterbacks that's coming out in the first round. He's better than all of them. He's better than every last one of them quarterbacks that's coming out this year in the draft. It's not even close. He just needs to to stay on track. That's it. Well, listen, here's the thing. He's trying to fight for his mortality in the NFL as a starting quarterback. If he can't figure it out with Sean Payton, then he ain't going to figure it out. But Sean Payton is going to give him an opportunity. They're not drafting a quarterback in the first round. I'm going to co-sign what Key said. But, but it's not even that. He's better than these dudes that's coming out right now. They're not better than him. We keep forgetting he was the number one overall pick, man. The dude has thrown for 5,000 yards in this league and 30 touchdowns. And I know, yeah, he threw for 30 interceptions. Yep, 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 yep. But you discount the interceptions. Right. Some. Because – Guys run wrong routes, guys drop balls, fingertips, all of that. And he's been a little clownish at times in his career, so it makes people <laughs> not like him. I, it makes people not like yeah, him. Yeah, you can't be in the pregame talking about eating W's and your team go out there and get smashed no, by he, a division opponent. Again, that can't happen. He's been clownish and a little immature. Yeah. So with Sean Payton and those dudes in New Orleans, I'm – I'm betting on him. I'm betting. I'm pushing everything. But that has, that has a lot more to do with Sean Payton than yeah. it does with Jameis Winston. Although well, he's he can talented, still play, though. He can still play, but he got to figure out how to stop throwing the ball to the other team. But that's, that's a that, big thing. That's, that Sean Payton is going to get that fixed. But you, you, also, you also, as a head coach and offensive play caller, know that you can't have a quarterback dropping back 50 times. What is it? No risk it, no biscuit fair, or whatever. Fair, fair point. Fair yeah, point. You can't. Fair you point. Can't, 
put him in that situation. You yeah. just can't. And lastly, the guy that Arians chose to replace Jameis with, of course, that's Tom Brady, and that's why the Bucks are picking 32nd, real or not real? Not real, because three years from now, if you were asking me that, I'd say, yeah, but not today. Yeah, they were going all in on Tom Brady. They're not going to take a first-round draft pick and spend it on a quarterback when you can get a player that can help Tom Brady win right now. That's not going to happen. Who's the player the Niners are going to draft at number three? Adam Schefter has one name. Keyshawn's got someone else. Who's right? You weigh in, too. Top of the hour. 